This is the All In Podcast with Mike Gill, Jeff Mosher, and Ryan Rothstein. All right, you hear us on 97.3 ESPN. It's the All In Podcast. Jeff Mosher, Mike Gill, Ryan Rothstein, always trying to help you make that money. Fellas, we got Eagles-Giants Monday night. How do we make some money off this game? Because we've talked about this on air. The Eagles are unpredictable. The Giants are predictably terrible. The line has moved. It started off around nine. Uh, the last I saw it on DraftKings, it's at Eagles giving ten. Eight and a half it started at it one started point. started eight and a half. Yes, it so did. So I don't know what changed, and obviously there's a little bit of an uncertainty with the quarterback situation. Eli Manning could be a starter uh, with Daniel Jones hurting. Mike, you brought this up, so I'll start with you. You kind of think that if Eli Manning starts this game, it might be better for the Giants? Or well, I mean, he has not played well against the Eagles in the past, but I definitely think where Jim Schwartz excels is when he's got fresh meat, when he's got a younger quarterback and he can confuse them with different looks and kind of do what he does best. You know, you saw Ryan Fitzpatrick, a veteran, he doesn't get confused as much. He's a 37-year-old veteran. He's seen all the tricks. Mm-hmm. And typically when we see Schwartz's defense struggle, it's seemingly against guys who are veterans who can read the defenses and pick apart you know, some of the things he throws. But he does a really good job of confusing the young quarterback. And that's why I think you see the line that you do, which, by the way, just bumped up to 9.5 at Caesars uh, for the Eagles. Because if Daniel Jones is the quarterback, you got a young guy who has really turned the ball over a lot. Four turnovers last week. So I think um, this would bode well for the Eagles if Jones plays. But if Eli plays, you never know. I mean, he's a veteran. He's seen it all. And maybe he just manages the game a little bit better. Well, up to 9.5 on Caesars, up to 10 on DraftKings. This is an incredibly large line, Ryan, for a team that is coming off not just a a three-game losing streak, but also losing to the Miami Dolphins, one of the worst teams. So do you see this as danger or prime for the balance? You know how the Eagles are. And just when you think they're out, they come back and they shellack the crap out of somebody. Yep. Which way do you lean? Especially By the way, the, being... the news today, just before we get to that, sure. is Eli, quote, very likely to start. That was from Pat Shermer's press conference this morning. Interesting. And we talked about that yesterday on the Sports Bash. It's like the Eagles have had Eli's number, but doesn't this make for like an Eli off the bench, the Giants losers of eight straight, and they come in and they, you know, they beat the Eagles? I I don't think that, but you just have that in the back of your head. Like, oh, I definitely see that. (laughs) Now it makes me feel worse. Mm -hmm. You can't feel good about it because you say it all the time, Jeff, like law of average, the Giants are due. I mean, the Eagles are due as well, but so are the Giants. But Take the Eagles out of it, right? Take their loss to Miami out of it. Take, you know, they were heavily double-digit favored there. The Giants are even worse this year. Against the spread, winning games, their trends are awful. They're 0-4 against the spread this season, I believe, at home, if not more than four losses. I don't think they've covered one time at home. They're absolutely abysmal. So with that alone, just looking at the Giants and how much mess they have, I'm, I'm confident that the Eagles can cover this game. You have to be. You, I, why do you have to? They just lost to the Dolphins. You're, I know. you're confident that they're going to cover a 10-point I think too spread? much is made of, of who they lost to. That's okay, the problem. Okay, fine. They yeah. just lost three straight games. They're going to beat the Giants by more than 10. I'm not saying I'm, I am I don't think I, they can I, win the game, but that's a pretty le- that's a pretty big spread. I mean, I can see them winning 13-0. <laughs> I can see them winning 12-0. You know, no, I don't see nothing. that kind of game. 
I definitely see a sloppy game and a lot of points going back and forth. Giants defense is horrible. It is. That's one of their problems. Their defense is really bad. So if it's a, if it's that kind of the Eagles got their offense back last week. They finally are healthy in that spot. They got their two offensive linemen. It's a big betting trend when you see, you know, two linemen out as the Eagles had to bet against that team. We hear that a lot. Uh-huh. They got their two linemen back. They got Alshon back. Uh we'll see what happens with Jordan Howard. He would be a big add to the team. I think you're going to see points in this game. I think the Eagles' defense is going to revert back to some normalcy. I thought last week was an outliner for them. The weeks before against Seattle, probably not really who they are. They're probably somewhere in the middle, which means New York should move the ball and score some points, but I think their defense is such a problem. I think 10 still, though, is a, is a number that I don't like in a division game, especially late in the year with two teams that, let's be honest, a really bad team and a team that's below average. Yeah, I'm with you. In fact, the one number that stands out to me that I really do like, as you mentioned about the ability to score points, the Eagles showed that against the Dolphins, and the Giants can score points, and maybe Eli Manning coming in and, and providing a little bit less turnover and more stability to the Giant offenses. I see 45-and-a-half, and – I can absolutely see the Eagles scoring in the 30s and the Giants scoring in the 20s in this game and surpassing that 45 and a half. If you ask me right now, what do I love the most about any of whether it's money line, the spread, or the total? I think I like over 45 and a half the most. Mm. I do not like the over. I know there's two bad defenses, especially with the Giants. The Giants are four and eight against the spread this year, mm-hmm. but three of their covers have been on the road. They are, they're also five straight losers in Philadelphia over the past five matchups. Mm. So, I don't know. There's a lot of trends that could make you want to go Giants with the points. I think at the end of the day, it's going to be a low-scoring game. The Eagles, the last three straight home games, have scored 14 points or fewer. I know the, you know, the opponents were much better than the Giants, but nonetheless, these Eagles seem like they're inconsistent on offense, especially at home. I'll take the under, and I'll take Eagles with the points. Well, let me just say, last year, as bad as the Giants were with Eli starting, the Giants, uh, the Eagles won the first game 34-13, so that's a 47-point total there. Yep. And then the rematch, uh, the, uh, the Eagles won 25-22, so that's a 47-point total there. And I think that there's a little bit more firepower for both teams going into this game than last year. Last year we talked about an Eagles offense that took a big step back. You saw against the Dolphins that they seem to kind of get everything going. So I don't know if that's a one-week thing or not, but I think that against the Giants they can score in the 30s. And, of course, the Giants have the type of players, an Ingram, a Sterling Shepard, a Golden Tate, that can give the Eagles corner some problems. And, of course, Saquon Barkley, who should be even a little healthier week by week, I just think that they can score some points. Well, this is interesting. They've gone over four out of the last five. There you go. And the Eagles have gone under – Three out of the last four. Now, of course, their defense was playing really well. The Seattle game, the New England game, Chicago and Buffalo. Chicago, Buffalo, New England, three limited offenses. So you would anticipate under, and they went under in those games. And then obviously on the Giants' side, uh, the only game they went under in is the game they played the Bears, who have a good defense. They've gone over the number uh, in in the other four games. In um, You know, they played Green Bay. uh, They played the Jets, a team that struggles offensively. They played Dallas. And uh, Detroit. So all those games went over. So uh, the trend for the Giants, because they're because their defense is so bad, mm-hmm. uh, has been the over this year. It's 45.5, too. So it's not one of those 47, 48. I kind of like 45 and taking the over there. So, um, you know, I, I, so far I would like Giants and the over in this game. Giants cover and the over. Or Eagles money line and over? 
Money line not? currently, you're looking at what? Uh, it's like minus minus three ninety seven is well, what yeah. I see from Caesars. It depends, you know. So the the money line's not all but that. If you appealing. parlay it, you'll get a nice. I wouldn't be way off of the giant money line if you want to try to make some real oh, money. Oh man, that that would be. I mean, yeah. if if you're so down on the Eagles that they just lost to the Dolphins, why wouldn't you say I'll throw fifty bucks on on plus? I see it at plus three thirty one. Mm-hmm. All right, interesting. I, I have the Eagles with the spread and the under. Okay, Eagles yeah. spread and under. And yeah. I would take um, Eagles money line over to value maximize my value. We'll, we'll go through the rest of the NFL slate uh, a little later this week when we re- release our next all-in. Uh, I want to focus on college football. We've got the conference championships going on this weekend. Uh, one game, we'll talk about a couple of them, but one that really stands out to me, obviously the big spreads you look at, Wisconsin getting 16 from Ohio State. So Wisconsin team that had a very impressive win over Minnesota um, has rebounded after some midseason losses. Can they give Ohio State a test? Can they keep this thing close? I think they can. Uh, the interesting thing is Ohio State obviously has something to still play for. I mean, if mm-hmm. they lose, I still think they're in the college football playoffs. But to be the number one seed is a little bit of a lift you know, in terms of your matchup in that first game. You're getting the fourth team, which right now could be Utah, could be Oklahoma, could be Georgia, uh, although I don't think it's going to be Georgia. I think Baylor. So the one seed is getting a little bit of advantage. Clemson is the two or LSU. They're going to face each other two, three, it looks mm-hmm. like. So you want to be the one. So this game does have some meaning, I think, to Ohio State. Wisconsin, if they win, I don't think they can get in the college football playoffs. Does it strengthen their, their you know, whatever bowl game they might want to go to? Uh, I like Wisconsin, but I think Ohio State here is the play. Ohio State with the points. I like Ohio State with the points here. I think they're then the best team all season long. I agree. I think Ohio State's an easy pick. I mean, I know Wisconsin mm-hmm. playing pretty well, but I'll, I'll take Ohio State all day. I think it's just they're rolling through teams. I don't know how you can go any other way. All right, let me ask you this, because we both know that Oklahoma and Utah are trying to get into this thing with one loss and potentially could, depending on what happens with the Georgia-LSU game. The Baylor-Oklahoma game is at noon, right? Let's say Oklahoma wins that game. They are favored by eight. Now you've got Utah, who may feel that they've got to be even more impressive, right, and really Well, they play Friday night. Ah, that's right. My bad. So they're going to play first. So let me flip this around. Utah wins this game over Oregon. They are six-and-a-half-point favorites. I think most of us expect Utah to win this game. I do. Do you guys like Utah? I think Utah really got hurt by Oregon's loss. Yeah, they did. They did. But, but that almost makes me think the, that Utah's going to beat them. The current odds are interesting in terms of championship odds. Utah's 20 to 1, Oklahoma's 33 to 1. So they're essentially Vegas is saying if Utah got in, they like them more than they like Oklahoma. Right. If Utah wins that game, do Baylor and Oklahoma knowing that they really need to I mean, I see the total there at 64 and a half and that's impressive. I think these teams are much more offensive than defensive anyway, but couldn't you see like one of those 45-40 type games. Sure, I, mean, Big 12, I, I almost man. feel like the over <laughs> looks pretty good on 64-and-a-half in that game, especially they, if Utah all day wins. And, I mean, Not to mention they just it. played. I mean, they just yeah. played a couple of weeks ago. What was it 44-41 or something like that? Uh-huh. So, yeah, I mean, if those two play again, although Baylor is a team that has a little bit better Big 12 defense mm-hmm. than your typical Big 12 defense. Right. Who likes Baylor getting eight points to cover? I do. In fact, I'm almost bold enough to put them outright at plus two thirty because uh, I really like. I feel Baylor like in this they game. had the game at home. They're up thirty-one to three mm-hmm. and blew that game. And now I almost see Oklahoma blowing them out. 
Mm. Kind of the way I feel here. The I, second I, time around. I, I want to go Oklahoma, but Baylor has covered the spread in eight of its last. Oh, I won a lot of money on Baylor this year. Yeah, mm-hmm. they've covered eight of their last nine day games. I hate those stats, but they do seem to always find a way to cover, especially with those early games. And just reverting back to the total conversation, each of Oklahoma's last six games in December have gone under the total points. So you look at a Big 12 matchup, the first thing that comes to your mind is it's going over. Mm-hmm. But entered the month of December, and for whatever reason, Oklahoma seems to maybe drop in that scoring battles that they tend to have earlier in the season. Nonetheless, I think this is Oklahoma's day. I think I know Baylor can easily win outright. They can easily cover. It's going to be a good matchup. But I think when it's all said and done, you got to feel confident taking Oklahoma with the points. I will take Baylor with the points. This is going to be Matt Rule's second-to-last college football game. Whatever bowl they play in will be his final one. He'll be in the NFL next year, and I think he's going to go out uh, memorably with at least a cover, if not a win, against Oklahoma. Last game I want to talk about, Virginia getting 28 points out of Clemson. We've all agreed Clemson's very good, but they haven't had to play anybody all that difficult. Virginia hasn't been – they've been kind of up and down this year. They've had some interesting games. It's a bad ACC. It's a bad <laughs> ACC, but 28 – I'm afraid of 28. I almost tempted to take Virginia with that. Uh, I'm not afraid of the 28 because I think Clemson's got that, like, you're everyone's against us now. You see uh, Dabo Sweeney last week said, they don't even want us in. Everybody wants to vote us out. They went and bombed South Carolina. He made the comment that right. South Carolina beat Georgia. See, I felt that that was their statement. They no, don't have to I worry because if I, they win, they're in. They have nothing to worry about anymore. They're not losing out on a top four spot. Well, they lose this game. That, that's I said. If they win, they're in. They don't have to make a statement. They just have to win. Well, could they make a statement to move up from three to two? If, say, LSU loses or Mm -hmm. Ohio State loses, maybe they get to one if they make a massive statement. So I think they do want to make a statement here. All right. I I just think 28's a little gaudy for me. I would take Virginia to cover on that. Yeah, but there's something there, right? (laughs) When the spread is that large, and you're right, you look at it, you're like, huh, Virginia's a top 25 team. Well, I'll take the the points there and run with it. Uh It's just... There's something there that I don't like. Clemson, everything that Gil said, I do agree with. They're looking to steamroll. I think they want to win this game by 200. Yeah. Virginia has not really had an impressive – every game they've had has been close, kind of high scoring. I mean, North Carolina, 38-31. Georgia right. Tech, who's terrible, 33-28. Uh, Miami, they lost 17-9. Miami stinks. Florida State, 31-24. Um, they have had close games against some really mediocre to bad teams. So I think this is just a... A, a, a cakewalk? Nah, yeah, I think it's a mismatch. The ACC's bad. All right. I'm just... I, I'm not disagreeing with you on the level of talent between the two, and but 20, four touchdowns is a lot. It so is, but I, I do I, think Clemson feels like we're the national champions and people don't want us in this party. Guess what? Not only are we coming to the party, we're bringing the boombox with us. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and the turnover chain and whatever they got going on in college football these days. All right, so you know what? I look forward to next week's all-in because we're, we're definitely on a lot of the opposite sides of the aisle here. So we'll be able to go back and see who was right. Uh, real quick on the NCAA football championship odds that are updated. Uh, right now, Ohio State at 3-2, to two, Clemson 9-4, to four, LSU 5-2. to two, and Georgia twelve to one. Yeah. And as we discuss who the committee wants in or who Vegas really likes as that fourth team in case Georgia loses, Utah twenty to one, Oklahoma thirty three to one. Baylor one fifty to one. Alabama off the board, baby. Yeah, Alabama can't I don't see any scenario where they can get in at this point. They don't have another game left, obviously. Right. Um and they just obviously they, they had the, the second loss, which, you know, knocked them out. Mm-hmm. Um I think it's really between if 
I think everybody's cheering for LSU to win because they feel like LSU, even if they lose, is staying in. So if they lost and Georgia won, Georgia stays in, LSU stays in, and everybody else stays in. Nothing changes. Right. Maybe just the order. So everybody's rooting for a Georgia loss, which means it comes down to Utah mm-hmm. and the winner of Oklahoma-Baylor. I think Utah gets in over Baylor. I'm interested to see if they go Oklahoma over Utah or if they decide that Utah will stay where they are because Utah's playing Oregon, who's 14. Baylor's playing, or Oklahoma's playing Baylor, and they're nine. Mm-hmm. So the win over Baylor would be a more impressive win over Oregon. Correct. So would that be enough to jump Utah and get them into the four? Is That's, it worth just throwing down twenty five bucks or something small on, on Utah, Utah right now at plus thirty three hundred? Yeah, no, why not? Yeah, I think it's good. But how about this? If you really want to be safer but still make something, LSU is plus two fifty. I don't like Clemson. I don't love them. I think we all agree that they played a – I mean, listen, not, not that they can't win. But yeah, their schedule was not They can great. win two games at right, the end of the day. Yeah, like right Davos, now. Like and – right? They absolutely Everyone, Everyone's going to be like, how the heck did this happen? They were under the ra- like under the radar for them. For them. Right? You're, and then you're correct. all of a sudden they're going to be champions in January. Well, let's – all right. Clemson <laughs> plus 225, LSU plus 250. You're taking your life savings. Which one are you putting them on? Yeah, I'll go Clemson. I trust I trust okay. Dabo. I, I trust if I'm to, doing a futures bet like that, and the difference is two twenty five versus two fifty. Mm-hmm. I mean, we talk about Which, it all so the time. So you go with tradition over current strength I, of schedule. I think if I have to pick one coach to win two games right now, who are you picking? I'm missing. I, I like I, LSU. I like Eddie O. I do too. <laughs> I do too. But I he actually go have, with LSU. He doesn't have the track record that Sweeney has. I know, but how often does the same guy win two years in a row? Well, look at Nick Other Saban. Saban I mean, and, and Dabo. He's been deemed <laughs> yeah. the next Nick Saban. I mean, well, he's. Let's see what he. If he's the next Nick Saban, he wins the championship this well, year. Well, this year, Ohio State, four wins against top 25. The scoring margin, plus 113. Mm-hmm. Uh, their yard margin, plus 846. LSU's 3-0. and The scoring margin, 22. The yard margin, 293. You can't compare Clemson. They did not play a game against a top 25 school. No. All right. So you would go with who? LSU. LSU. I think Ohio State's clearly the best. I think LSU, they have defensive problems, but I'll put them to Clemson. I know they're going to be in the top three. I think it would be interesting if it was eight, if Clemson would get out because mm-hmm. their schedule has been down. Uh, but, look, the value on Clemson isn't good enough for me. If it was plus, say, 400 versus 250, different story. Yeah. 250 versus 225, I'll take LSU. All right. Real quick, NBA championship odds updated, right? The biggest change among the top is really the Lakers going from 7-2 to 3-1. to, three to one. I don't know how huge enormous is but obviously they're off to an amazing start i think they're a little bit fool's gold right now i'm surprised by how good they've been why do you think they're fool's gold i just don't think they're as deep and ability the ability to withstand the grind with some of the age of their players like lebron like dwight howard who's been playing well uh in his role i just don't know that that's going to hold up over the the course of the season i still like the clippers and obviously they're three to one yeah i just feel like the lakers are going to hit a little bit of a skid i'm surprised about oh they will how much of that they started me too by the way i i thought the lakers would be a mediocre team right you know playoff team but not like a top four seed Uh, i'm very surprised with the way they started off um, and I wouldn't be surprised if they kept it up. I think they feel like people are kind of like me, mm-hmm. counting yeah. them out a little bit. So, I think LeBron is I, – I wasn't sure. Uh, I'm not going to sit here and say I was all on the Lakers, but I wasn't going to – I wasn't on Gill's side, mm-hmm. but I also wasn't on the other side. But you can't bet against LeBron. And after the year he had last year, 
He rested up a lot. He looks as healthy as he's ever been, as light as he's ever been. Right. And Anthony Davis and him are playing really well. Dwight Howard has become a huge piece to that team off the bench. So I think they're going to trend down, mm-hmm. but they're going to keep, you know, like the chemistry and their and what they're doing into the later part of the season. I, I like them to make a run, but the Clippers, I mean, I don't know if you guys watched them uh, last night. Mm-hmm. They look really good. Yep, they Clippers look really, look really good. good. So, yeah. again, I talk about some of the teams that have changed a lot. The, the 76ers have gone from 6-1 to one last month to 10-1 to one now, which is weird because they're actually hot, especially at home undefeated. So I think that there's some good value there. How about the Raptors, who were at 33-1, to one, now at 16? to one the question is this you might be impressed by how well they've played but to put the money down on them you have to be convinced that they're good enough to win a championship there's a big difference between being impressed with what they've been in the post Kawhi era they can't win a championship title teams right now all right you know which is more than we've had in the past but Clippers Lakers Bucks Rockets Sixers Mm -hmm. uh, I think they're the five right now that have legitimate uh championship aspirations I guess you should throw in um maybe Denver but Jokic has not yeah. played very well recently he's even come out and said I can't shoot to, to save my yeah, life right now yeah. <laughs> um Boston and I like Boston better than this year better than I liked them last year and they've played really well I still just don't think that they're an NBA title team right now mm-hmm. I love Toronto last year not the same feeling about them obviously this year and I just don't know that there's a Miami at 33 to 1 would be a value pick for me that is an interesting value pick. Um, they've certainly started off hot. Yeah. I'm looking for where you could find the Blazers, right? Because now with Portland 40 to 1 right there uh, behind Miami. I mean, obviously Carmelo has made a difference. Yes, he was the Western Conference player of the week. All right. Yeah, so I, I think Miami if I'm looking for some like outlier, they would be the team in the East that I think could maybe make it to the finals like right. you know that for value wise, I mean Boston, I think could do it, but at sixteen to one, if I'm going value, I like Miami almost as much as I like Boston. Yeah, I go. think there's there's only two teams in the East that you feel really good about, and I don't even want to put this out in the atmosphere, but if Embiid goes down with the season-ending injury, if oh Simmons goes down with the season-ending injury, if the Greek freak goes down, then all of a sudden there's an opening for a team like Toronto and Miami, mm-hmm. you know, to to take that opportunity and run with it. So there is good value there for those, I guess, second-tier teams you can call in the East. All right, there you go. Let's move on to our locks of the week before we end this up. Mike Gill, are you ready for your lock of the week? I am. It's Miami, the Dolphins. I like Miami on the road. I know (laughs) it's crazy, but they're playing the Jets. I just think Miami's a very well-prepared team. Love the coach. They play hard. (laughs) Listen to what you just said. (laughs) And I don't disagree with it, but what, what? I, I, I thought you were mad because ago. you you might have he might have stolen your lock of the week. I had my uh, area you're not the same lock of the week. Oh, this means it just really hammers it down. The fact that it's a very good pick. Yeah, uh, I like the coach. I like how prepared they are. They play hard. Fitz Magic against his former team. I'll go. Uh, I and by the way, Gaze against his former team too. So I yeah. think there's mm-hmm. extra stuff here. I like the Dolphins uh, getting five and a half on the road. I also like the Dolphins getting uh, five and a half on the road, but. For the listeners out there, I, I like giving them three different picks. So <laughs> let me let me go on the record and say my first choice was Miami, but the second We're game fist I fist fighting over Miami. I know it's unbelievable. They're they're two people fighting for him. Uh, and my second pick, though, what, I like, a, what a time to be alive! Great time, man. <laughs> Buffalo. I like Buffalo with the points. Okay, they're at home against the Ravens. Yeah. All right. Five so and the, a half was it? Or five right? and a half. It might go to six. Mm-hmm. You know, if you can get it at six, that'd be great. But. 
I don't know. I think Baltimore's due for a loss, and I think Buffalo's playing well. They're at home. I can see their defense stepping up. Maybe Lamar Jackson having some troubles in Buffalo. That seems like a little bit of a trap game, and I think Buffalo's not getting enough credit. Take the points there. All right, my lock of the week, and uh, it's something we mentioned in the conference championship games, I'm taking Virginia with the points. I think 28 is too much. Uh, Clemson hasn't shown to me this year that they're so amazing that they're going to win a conference championship game by 30 or more points. So give me Virginia with the points, although I think Clemson is going to win this one by double digits, just not by four touchdowns. All right, that's going to do it. We'll come out with our NFL, our entire NFL picks later in, uh, later in the week in our next All-In. But for Mike Gill, Ryan Rothstein, Jeff Mosher, reminding you to make that money. Thanks for listening to the All In Podcast. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe.